you are listening to Herbs' Video Vault on Anchor.fm. everybody and welcome back to the video vault it has been uh, it's been a minute took a bit of a uh, hiatus while um towards the tail end with all the uh covid stuff that was going on getting ready to start juggling work and all of that and having to be one of those people that has you know more than one job kind of made time a little bit um a little bit hard but hey we are back and uh well if you can tell by the shirt that I'm wearing, doing one of my favorites. Actually, I'm going to rephrase that because I actually have a guest on this edition of the Video Vault. I've been talking to this guy for a while saying, look, dude, I really want to get you on the vault because especially this movie is an absolute favorite for the both of us. Absolutely love the whole, well, nearly the whole franchise, but we'll get to that a little bit later. But you might recognize this guy from Grey Wolf Entertainment from the underground Australia. He has interviewed the likes of Chop Top Mosley himself. Ned Tepper, welcome to The Vault. Great to have you. JSL Herbert, what an introduction right there, man. Thank you, my friend. And wow, that's probably the most nicest things you've ever said about me in our 30-plus years of friendship, my dear friend. I almost thought you were going to forget about me there. I thought you were going to roll into the, the video vault without me. But I must say, Jace, it's an honor to finally be on the vault. You said it was going to be back at Halloween. I think you were just playing tricks because you were talking about it being about Halloween, my friend. That is exactly it. I was talking about it being about Halloween and speaking of tricks, loving the uh, trick-or-treat twisted vinyl you've got in the background there, dude. Oh, it's a Halloween-flavored show, so I had to throw in some trick-or-treat, of course. Of you course. and I, Jay, and I want to talk about that a little bit too, if, if it's okay, if I have that sort of space on your show, because it is about you, Jace. But yes, I did bring some other treats. Oh, yeah, Michael Myers. Yeah, I've got a couple of those stick up on the uh, pop wall, but it's funny you actually hold that particular one up because we are doing... Where is the tape? April's moved it on me. No, she hasn't. Oh, <laughs> throwing poor old April under the box, Jay. <laughs> Sorry, Ape. Uh, we are doing, as I said, one of our favourites of the Halloween franchi franchise. This one sort of gets uh, tuned down a bit. But this is sort of when, um, like in the late 90s, horror became popular again. It sort of dipped off a little bit in the early 90s. But then Kevin Williamson brings out the masterpiece of the scream and everything just comes back into popularity horror-wise, which is why we are talking Halloween H2O 20 years after the original Halloween Absolutely love this movie. Cannot stop watching it. You and I, basically, we get together nearly every Halloween. I do say nearly because it didn't happen last year because of all the COVID stuff. Yes. And this is the one we watch. It is, Jay. It's an all-time favourite. It's probably the one that really got me into the horror side of things. And it was the... It's crazy because it's 20 years on and it's how I discovered Michael Myers and he was already doing his thing, Jay. But before we jump into it, man, I wanted to ask you... Do you, can you give a basic rundown of the Halloween saga for those watching? Is that something that you're capable of doing? Because it, it, it's very complex, my man. 
Um, it is. I wouldn't be able to take it on, but for those who don't, there is some cool little editorial videos and whatnot on YouTube that you can check out. And it sort of says about the whole sort of timeline of Michael Myers. It does. It certainly is. And as you said, there's a lot of different timelines in the Halloween franchise. Like we've got the, I guess what you could say, like, we'll say the Laurie uh, series of movies, which was the original Halloween. Then you had Halloween 2 from 1981, then Halloween H2O and the god awful Halloween Resurrection. Then there's the god yeah. awful Halloween Resurrection, and yeah, it wasn't the most fantastic, but I can still go back and enjoy it, man. It, you know, like it, it probably wasn't the highlights. It would be at the bottom of the run, but it's still cool seeing Michael Myers, and that's the one where they're on the little flip phone phones and whatnot, and the sort of yeah. the Big Brother style, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Like I sort of, I sort of say that one's awful because I don't really think it was sort of necessary. I think uh, the way that Halloween H2O ended pretty much solidified how the whole series should have ended. Like at the start with, you know, Laurie, the sole survivor, getting the ultimate win over her, her tormentor 20 years later. I 100% agree with that, actually, Jay. They should have left that particular. I don't think they shouldn't do the new series, what they're doing now. It's just a, a different take, I guess. But I do agree that Halloween H20 should have been the way it ended. And I thought it was a little bit silly how they sort of, I suppose we're getting to the end of it before the start, Jay, really, aren't we? So we probably should leave that for, for a little bit later. But I do agree, yeah. man. It should have ended there, but still happy to watch Resurrection. It's fun, man. Remember a couple of years back, we broke out all those Halloween movies? Yeah, I remember that, and uh, boy, did we have some uh, fun times watching all those. Oh, hell yeah, we did, man. But, okay, so you're not going to jump into that. Here's another question. I've got some questions here that I want to ask you uh, sure. while we are on the vault, man. So I've asked you about the Halloween saga. Um, I wanted to know, just on a personal level, Jay, just throwing back, because this is about our childhood, how we sort of, oh, we were teenagers or whatnot. What? How did what do you think attracts you to that sort of dark side? It's like you know, the Tech Nine Twisted song. What is it about a serial killer that attracts you, Jay? What, why do you think you're into Halloween? Why do you think you like the horror and the dark side of things? Well, I've got you on the vault, man. I'm trying to jump into your brain. Hey, it's all good, it's all good, man. It's all good. Um, I think the main thing that sort of got me into it because years ago, I would this is of course when you know, we're in high school, like 15, 16, I read an interview with um, Metallica's Kirk Hammett. Oh, it always goes back to the Metallica. <laughs> it always goes, it goes back, to, yeah, it always goes back to the Metallica himself, Kirk Hammett. And I don't know, there was just something like the way he was talking about, like some, especially like the universal monster movies, like, you know, the old Frankenstein, the old Dracula and stuff like that. That sort of piqued me a little bit. And like, when you go back even further, like I remember, I was probably about eight or nine years old and I was, I'd watched the Lost Boys. Yeah. And I thought I'd really sort of forgotten about that. And then, I don't know, something had triggered when it's like, hang on, this is actually some pretty cool stuff. I'm gonna start watching that. And I remember there was a trip uh, we took to Ballarat, you, me, and um, our dearly departed buddy, Blakey. We came across uh, how many secondhand stores of yeah, Lost like rummaging through those second stores and finding all those old school horror movies and yeah cds and all that sort of stuff so that that's what you jumping up jumping at there jay yeah and yeah the first thing i picked up was i think it was halloween 4 
and yes yeah that was the uh yeah that was the first halloween that i'd actually watched and it was that was it did i watch that with you jay because i seem to think that this was the first one i ever watched but my memory is not great i would have thought i would have watched that with you but there you go no you watched you saw that one when your old man snuck you out in melbourne yes no i did think so so you saw that afterwards yeah i saw that one after on the topic of that and i love man reminiscing with you man because my dear friend for many many years you are jay since we were three and four and we're talking about our our dear friend blakey as well he got us all into this side of things jay so i thought i'd break this down out for your movie halloween the vault as well nice yeah maniacs yeah mine's uh, actually mine's in the lounge room at the minute so uh Jay's not bringing his out or touching it. It's in full, <laughs> full disclosure, mint condition. But I set this up so we can, we can pop that over right there. So we've got the two little Michaels and the trick or treat vinyl watching for this one, Jay. Perfect, absolutely perfect, brother. Oh yeah, gotta love it. Do you want to jump into it? I thought maybe I I could run through the sort of what it says on the back, and then you could go through your sort of. Or how do you want to? By run all it? means. By all oh, means, you, got, you uh, do the synopsis. I will just say what we've got here, uh, and I sing out if we're taking over, because everything else is on you, man, because my, my memory is bad, even though, like you said, we do watch this most Halloweens. But 20 years ago on the night of Halloween, Laurie Strode, which of course is Jamie Lee Curtis, Herb's original crush, way before the days of Ape, maybe, <laughs> maybe not, I, I don't remember, was terrorized by her psychopathic brother, Mr. Michael Myers. Despite his apparent death in fire, Laurie is still plagued by the chilling memory she has changed. Uh, she's now changed her name and now works as the headmistress at a secluded private school. Somehow, though, she can't escape her past. And tonight, of course, Jay being Halloween night, it's coming back to haunt her. So it's a different take on the series. It's going to be one hell of a family reunion when Michael returns to finish what he started two decades ago. But this time... Laurie isn't going to run. She's going to stay and put evil in its place for good. Dun, dun, dun. Well, that might not be the case, Jay, but that's all I've got to go. So now you just kill it from here, man. Okay, so we open up in Langlands, Illinois on the 28th of October. And there's throughout this movie, there is a lot of really, really cool throwbacks to not only the original two Halloween movies, but to um, other movies in the horror genre as well. The nurse, Marion Chambers, is actually the original nurse that we see in the original Halloween with Dr. Loomis. Oh, I love that right there. Jace Herbert, he is, that's why, see, this is the sort of stuff I do not know and do not sort of get down with, but Jace Herbert, your brain stores all of that horror knowledge in there. That is cool. Most people would say it's useless information, but come on, when it comes to stuff like this, doing reviews in the vault, how many people would be, wow, I did not know that. So I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know that about the nurse. There you go. Or you've probably told me. As soon and as soon as I said it, your face lit up like a jack-o'-lantern. You're damn straight, and I love the jack-o'-lantern thing there, Jabo. <laughs> Keep running, my man. So this is also um, we get a great little I can't really call it cameo, because the whole opening scene also includes Joseph Gordon Levitt, which everybody knew at the time from uh, Third Rock of the Sun. 
Yeah, and I love that right there, Jay, because I, I was watching, this is back in the days before you could binge everything on Netflix or binge or any streaming service, man. We were watching yeah. Third Rock from the summer, like, oh man, that kid's popping up on the new Halloween movie. That's really cool right there, but short-lived. Yeah, very short-lived uh, with the Jason-esque sort of uh, hockey mask. I do say Jason-esque because it's just very, very loosely uh, inspired by it, I guess. But that's there's a little throwback in there. And he sort of gets a um, kind of ironic sort of fate, I guess, being a, um, a nice hockey <laughs> uh, guy with the, uh, with the skate. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, I would say that there. And the, to those new to the the bolts, you probably should, you forgot to give you a warning, Jay. This is basically you running through the entire movie. Yeah, like you're like the spoilers, man. Where's the spoiler alert? Oh, that'll be in the intro. Intro. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, there you go. <laughs> so spoilers alert. Yeah, he cops it bad. And that opening scene right there, the first time I saw it, man, that was some hair raising stuff. It's just dark. It's eerie. It, it, it's super cool, man. And, and from that moment of that opening scene, I was hooked on this franchise. It just, that opening scene alone just gives you the feel of what you're going to get, not only from Halloween H2O, but from the entire franchise in itself, going way back to the 1978 original. Um, the one thing I also do love about that opening sequence is when they start with the opening titles and everything, they have the uh, the voiceover of Loomis. Now, it's not actually pre-recorded from Donald Pleasance, but it is that um, original speech from the 1978 original when he's discussing to Sheriff Brackett. almost forgot the sheriff's name for a second. Man, I would. And that's why Jace is free rolling this. That's why I said, do you have a prep sheet to send through? Hell no, I don't run prep sheets. I'm Jay. It's all stored up here, baby. But that's when he's talking about the darkest eyes. The devil's eyes. There we that's go. I like that a little bit more creepy, but that, you know, you, you delivered it okay. I'll give it a solid five. A solid five out of, out of what? Ten. <laughs> the devil's eyes, please. Come on, Jay. Yeah. Second take. The devil's better let's go to <laughs> 7.5 on that there we go awesome yes and so yeah just that whole opening sequence just which his history yeah edit here which just shows everything that happened from the original oh, original two movies even though they both take place in the same night like the newspaper cl clippings and just all the headlines to you know Laurie's whole sole survivor dies in tragic car accident which we find out later on is a complete and total ruse but it's still that very haunting very uh what's the best way to describe it it's very haunting it's captivating Captivating is a good way to put it there, Jay. It sums it all up in that little intro piece and sets you up for the next bit, hey? It does, and just flash to the uh, what we find to be a dream sequence of Kerry Tate. Oh, yes. Yep, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie Strode, of course. And we get introduced as well to Josh Hartnett. I believe this is his first movie 
Yeah, his first movie role, and he would later return, I think, the following year in the faculty. I'm not sure what he's doing now, if he's still floating around, no doubt he is. But yeah, this was his introducing Josh Hartnett, and also a role from LL Cool J. I've got the sequence running through my head here, man, right yeah, now. Yeah, and actually, and I've got to jump in, how cool is LL Cool J as that security guard? Oh, man, he plays it really, really damn well. He does, and like this movie is absolutely perfectly cast we've got uh you know as we said we've got josh hartnett we've got your original crush of michelle williams in here um adam arkin does a really really good job as the annoying pain in the uh black school counselor guidance counselor whatever you call him oh yeah man i just i was looking forward to him getting got from the start did you see he popped back up in sons of anarchy or one of those shows not that long ago um i did see that actually yeah so that that was pretty cool that he's still sort of that he's still floating around and um doing his thing so yeah so um so yeah as Nettie sort of said when he was reading off the uh card at the back there at this secluded i guess sort of posh uh, she's basically hiding away she's covered up her identity as laurie strode and she's the headmistress and I guess that that opening scene is how Michael found her, yeah, by going through those records and and finding out what happened. Is, is that what it is? Um, I would be sort of making that assumption, yeah, because they don't really touch on too much about how he actually finally tracks her down after twenty years. Is there like some sort of psychic connection? Are there hidden details in the I, reports? Or... I suppose it, it, it all goes to whoever's take on it jay but that opening scene for me is is he gets that lady who was what was it loomis's keeper or something like that and i'm assuming that loomis has got all the details there yeah that's uh you know i would uh i'd agree with that that'd be a good that's a good assumption because for you jay and i open it for you 20 years on from the original movie if you rewatch it which i definitely plan on doing again i want i want to redo that but i'm pretty sure that's what they're alluding to yeah i'd say that'd be a yeah pretty much a very good uh mcguffin sort of plot device that all that information which loomis had somehow discovered after laurie faking her death Mm. saying no she's actually still alive and this is her identity and everything is kind of a pretty cool and it sort of i guess it sort of takes away the mystery a little bit of how um, he ended up finding where she was and everything, but um, could be the psychic connection, like you say, Jay. Well, like, being that, that's just always been been my take on the movie, but it, it, that's how it, it sets things up, anyways. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool, and especially like there's that brother and sister sort of connection as well, which we all know gets debunked in the uh, in the later sequel. But <laughs> we're getting a little bit off off topic we'll get to that a little bit later on so all of the class except for the four which we've said is josh hartnett's character john uh, michelle williams uh charlie and uh what's what's the other who's the other chick i was just watching this earlier and i've forgotten what her name is molly no, not Molly. That was uh, Michelle Williams. Oh, the the girl that got got in there when a yeah, boom. Yeah, I forget her name. But Jay, that's what you're meant to be doing research, <laughs> my man. 
Yeah, I'll be uh, making notes of that for next time. So everyone else has gone away to this summer camp and these four obviously stay behind. They want to have a little bit of a, uh, a Halloween bash. There's a little bit of footage from Scream 2 playing in the background as well, which is really cool because I think Scream 2, that came out the same year. Yeah, Actually, both these movies came. Both those movies came out in '98. So that's... it was very cool, wasn't it, Jay? Because they're they're watching it on the old VHS, and you held up the VHS of of that before, and that was sort of that's what it was back then. It was like there was no DVDs, there was no Blu-ray, there was no streaming, no iTunes, nothing of that. This is this is what we had, you know. Go down to the video store and yeah, pick out you know a bunch of movies. I think. What would what would we always do? It was like five weeklies for like five bucks or something. Yeah, whatever like that, deal was at the time, but that's what they were doing, which paid pretty good homage to it, homage to it, and 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 that's where we're at there. So they they're faking it. Josh Hartnett gets to have his first ever Halloween celebration because obviously Laurie isn't going to be celebrating Halloween because it brings up some difficult memories, Jay. Yeah, very very much so. Like. <laughs> I don't think it's something you can uh, sort of shake off that sort of PTSD, which we sort of see um, through Laurie's sort of addiction to alcohol at times throughout not only this new movie, but actually even in the later one as well. I think that sort of blow the, um, put more emphasis on the effects of PTSD and stuff like that. But um, yeah, the whole movie in itself, it only goes for like an hour and 20 minutes or something. It's probably one of the shortest in the whole franchise. But it's very, very easy to watch. There's, as we said, there's this really cool sequence where Charlie goes off to get the corkscrew so they can open up a bottle of booze that they've done the old five-finger discount from a local store for. And I just want to touch on one little thing that absolutely bugs the absolute crap out of me about that scene. Oh, tell and, us. Do tell and you. that is that CGI mask. CGI. That CGI mask. It bothers you? It does, because it just, it looks completely out of place. Um, we all think of Michael Myers just sort of like the, we all know the iconic look of the William Shatner mask that's been painted white. This thing looks like a horrible, bluey, grey sort of Thing. And this is just before we get the close-up on Michael, the iris of Michael's eye, and we hear Charlie just let out a very shy "Hi." It sort of <laughs> does the, you know, it does the usual Michael Myers head tilt. But there's this, yeah, so horrible blue-gray sort of. Dude, I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to recheck that out because I don't even know what you're talking about there. That's something that I may have skipped past all of these years because there was nothing on there that really jumped out and bothered me about that that scene. Yeah, that's that could be the case. I never sort of really um, picked up on it either until I think I was watching um, a dead meat sort of video or something, and it was pointed it up. And now it's one of those things. As soon as you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah, thanks. And man. going back to all the and the people watching. So me, Nims, and Fitzy. Damn, it's down. It's out, dude. <laughs> it's down. I guarantee the next time you watch it, you're gonna go. Ah, that's what Jay was talking about. A damn Jay bro. <laughs> but um yeah like they had like six or seven different masks throughout the whole making of halloween h2o even stan winston did a couple of masks as well and they look absolutely fantastic um 
So yeah, the obviously the hunt down is on. Charlie is gone. He gets discovered in the dumb waiter. Oh yeah. And perhaps the most brutal kill of the whole franchise up to that point anyway, and unfortunately kinda happens off screen a little bit too, is when Very unfortunate for you, hey Jay. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, what my uh yeah, just I like to see things sort of play out, but nevertheless, what can you do is when John and Molly find the the other chick, and of course we see the part where she gets her leg broken from the dumbwaiter and the way she's strung up. Oh, it is brutal, man. It is absolutely brutal. She basically has pretty much just disemboweled and the light bulb just comes on through her stomach when they flip the switch. Yeah, it's crazy right there. And that's the thing about this one. It's like what you just said, Jay. It's, it's, I've got a note here saying short, fast, loud, like because it just goes bang, bang, bang. Very easy to watch. There's minimal kills, but the ones that are there, they, they sort they, of make up for it, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, they do. It's, it's sort of a quality, not quantity sort of thing because it's all well and good to have movies that you've got you know, tons of kills and everything, but after a while, they're just sort of meh. But yeah. when you get something like Halloween H2O, which does not only a good job at building suspense, but also developing the stories behind these characters, you actually um, feel for them, except for Will, the yeah. uh, the counselor. But um, I 100% agree with you right there, Jay. I, I'm the, the same way. They build the characters nicely like you're saying is, is, is you sort of care about it a little bit more and it's more about the suspense side of things and this one than just like you know kills for the sake of kills it's like wow you're on the edge of your seat sort of thing yeah exactly and i think that's sort of the one thing that's sort of missing in a lot of the modern stuff mm. that's out today they don't build the suspense they go from the book of saw yeah. it's just all blood and gore and jump scares and like yeah that's all well and good for a little while but that sort of all peters off and but when you get a movie that sort of knows how to build a suspense and you know have relatable characters that you care for you want to see triumph over this evil and you know you get gutted when they don't make it just right just there what you just said jay that's exactly right, because usually you're like, hell yeah, Michael, go to work there, man. But you do, you want to see these characters survive. And I might sound like a sissy for saying that, or I shouldn't say that in 2021. I might <laughs> sound like a whatever for saying that, but you do, you want to see Michelle Williams and a, and a dude get away from this this horrible yeah. Michael Myers character because they, they built them up nicely. So, no, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying there. Yeah, very much so. Um, even when like they're trying to run away from from Michael, Will grabs Laurie's gun because he thinks he sees Michael and it's Ronnie. Yeah, he shoots that, is, that beloved security guard right there. Yeah, like, the man, I can't security. wait for that guy to get got. Oh, don't worry, because it happens in a very similar style to one of the nurses in Halloween 2 where Michael just comes up behind him, stabs and hoists him up. You know exactly what I'm talking about. So another, you know, there's another little throwback to the original Halloween, well, to Halloween 2 in there. So I thought, you know, that's kind of cool. And this is going to sound completely horrible, but I cheered 
the first time I saw Will Geddes come up and was like, yes, you arrogant asshole who's only thinking <laughs> with your other head. Yes, you've got what you deserve. Oh, Jay, that doesn't surprise me at all. And that's what you'll be saying when you kill Azor and me. <laughs> yes, you idiots. I got you both. You got what you deserve, you morons. That ain't gonna happen. Well, watch this space. But anyway, <laughs> hey, don't I, watch this space. Yeah, I think <laughs> you have summed that up very nicely. And it's surprising because how very little I feel I know you sometimes, even though I've known you for so long. You basically how you're describing this movie is exactly how I feel when I'm watching it so he's the only guy I celebrate I didn't celebrate like you openly celebrated but I was like yeah whatever guy you're a moron anyway but yeah you were going for those other kids that got away in the end and and I guess what that almost leads us up to the end and scene Jay once he gets got yeah once he gets got like there's um this whole thing where Laurie just drives away to the gate sends Will and Molly off um, there's actually another little bit here that I found sort of a little bit unusual. Before um, we into that, I just want to say how much I love Molly. Man, and I'm so <laughs> glad that she survived, man, Michelle. <laughs> I, I should have bought it on the show, Jay, but I remember back being a, a young kid when this came out, I, I wrote her a letter from hospital. And do you remember that, Jay? She wrote back and sent me that, that picture. Yes. That, that I... lady, that Michelle Williams. I need to find it. Anna's probably set fire to it and thrown it away somewhere. But yes, go, my man. I do remember that. I don't know how excited and just ecstatic you were to get not under that letter, but that signed photo from Michelle Williams back. You were just like the happiest kid. Um, yeah, I need to find that, Jay. I really do. I, it, it'll be somewhere in a box somewhere. Yeah, yeah like, sorry to much, cut you off. Pretty much like everything. It always... It's always just in a box somewhere. Yeah, that's why this movie's so special. It brings back all those great memories from back in the day and, and that step further. Like, I've never even written a letter before sort of thing to anyone like that. But being in hospital at the time, we were in a children's hospital and, you know, I was there with the, the younger kids. I was 15, 16, and we had to send off to celebrities. And I'm, I'd just seen this movie. So I'm like, man, I'm going to send it to that beautiful Michelle Williams. And she actually wrote back. So, yeah, mm. there you go. That's a, a good story. Good people right there. Exactly. Yeah. Very good people. Um, so getting back to the, the final confrontation, we get the shot of the school's gates that open up. Obviously, they speed off. But where's the car that Michael pulls up in? Oh, you tricky, tricky man. It's not in that shot. It's not in the shot. Is that true? It is oh, true. It is nowhere. Real, Jay. It is nowhere in that shot, and you're seeing the whole entrance way. And Bro. then when the gates close up, then you see the car. Okay. I. Here we go. Look, man. I'm being 100% honest here, and I want you to be 100% honest as well. I have not noticed that. Did you get that off a YouTube clip? No, I actually noticed that today as I was watching it. Oh, just today. So you've seen it about 110 times as well and only noticed it now. It's those little I've, things. Yeah, I've only just noticed it today. There is one other thing, Jay, that I've always noticed. It's always kind of bugged me, but not really because I love this movie. Let's throw back to the start, which I was going to say. When the two kids, Jimmy and whatever the other kids guys was, they, they call the cops, right? Jimmy yeah. goes in to check out the house, right? He goes in it's it's daylight he goes he's only in there for one or two minutes yeah he's not in there for very long and then it's it's night it's pitch black it's like man that just went like boom 
So they, there's a couple of bloopers in there, bro. There are a couple of uh, shot inconsistencies there, absolutely. But I guess that's just what what sometimes when you're watching it, you're just, you're just enjoying it that much. You don't really care about it no, until yeah, you come those... to do something. Until you come to do something like this. Yeah, exactly, Jay. And you and I, we have never been those sort of haters where we're like, oh, were, you know, that's not right. Oh, I hate this movie because, you know, it was daylight and then it was dark and it doesn't make sense or the car wasn't there. I'm going to go back and watch that now in that CGI footage that you were talking about with the mask and, and check that out because it's going to spin my head, spin spin me out more than anything. It's like in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, definitely getting off track here, when there is a camera guy in that scene. Do you remember like when the turtles are around the table in April O'Neil's house there, the original turtles? You know what I'm talking about, no? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I remember the one you're talking about now, yes. It yeah, took so, me a second. But. Yeah, it, these things these things are kind of cool to go back and watch. And Jay, I didn't get to watch this one today because Anna had this, my wife Anna had this in a box and I couldn't find it, but I, I finally got it for the actual episode of The Vault. I'm going to go back and watch and I'm going to look for that car not being in the final scene when they leave those school gates. You will, I can guarantee you will see it. It is the, it's in, it's the wide shot. You can't, you can't really miss it. But although, we have. Although Jason Lee Herbert, and sorry, you know, to hold you up there. Do you, when he pulls up at the gate, he does leave the car running. He does, but Ronnie goes out and turns the ignition off. He do- yes. Okay. <laughs> so I was going to say, anyone could have just moved that. You know, <laughs> technically, like someone's like, well, there's his car running. Let's pull it over to the side or something. But yes, Ronnie does turn the keys off. It makes no sense he, at all. And he takes pick the up. keys with him. Yes. Good pickup, Jay. Good pickup. So, but yeah, the final confrontation. We all see, thankfully, that after the what we think is the final showdown in the school between Michael and Laurie, uh, Ronnie's alive. Yes. So good when you see that. No, it just grazed me. It's like, oh, good, fantastic. He's the one guy that you never, apart from like Laurie Strode, you didn't want to see get got because there was just something about, I guess, sort of like his compassion and everything, especially towards John and Charlie. Yeah, Ronnie when was he just lets a them cool sneak out, it's just, There's that humanity there. You feel for that character. I think maybe just that little bit more. Definitely. Ronnie was an absolute cool character. Allowed Cool J there on the phone to his wife in those opening scenes that we were talking about or towards the start of the, when he's reading his book and, and he's getting blasted by his girl or whatever the phone. You just you can really connect to him and it, it's, it's really cool. And like, yeah, you like you said, he had Charlie's back there, which was great. Yeah, that was absolutely fantastic. Uh, so Laurie takes Michael's body in the back of the coroner's truck. She knows she she knows he's going to come back. So she's just taking him away to, I guess, a, what to a secluded spot that she wanted to pick out, but they're involved in an accident. Uh, Laurie gets thrown, obviously, from the van, and Michael gets pinned in between a tree branch and the van itself. Now, this is really, really sort of touching moment, sort of when... Um, Michael's sort of reaching his hand out to Laurie, like, help me, help me. And she reaches her hand out as well. And then it's only just like a brief 30 seconds. And then sort of the killing blow, Laurie decapitates Michael and gets the, well, 
she thinks she gets the ultimate win over evil. And look, to me, that, as I said, is where it should have ended that part of the series. That's where it should have ended. It was the perfect climax. Um, then it gets all unraveled in Halloween Resurrection, which I personally think was just a useless cash grab. Just okay. something for, for Buster Rhymes to do. Because um, just the whole premise of, oh no, it was actually a paramedic and he had his larynx crushed and yeah, and Michael's put the mask on him and all that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, it takes away from that sort of triumphant, yes, she did it. She got the ultimate W. And but Like I said earlier, Jay, like I, I don't mind that movie. I hate that she goes so early. And I, the, But the biggest thing that I dislike about the Resurrection movie is how it sort of discredits the ending of H20 or H20. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, wow, so, you know, that's my favourite of all time just because it's just... You know, just that piece of magic about it, but it sort of takes away from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that ending wasn't real. And you're talking about stuff that looks, you know, not a hundred percent. When she decapitates Michael there, and we'll just go with Michael. We'll just pretend a resurrection never happens. Yeah. That that headline down there, Jay. That he looks so fake, man. Yeah. Like, it, it looks very funny. It always gives me a laugh. But yeah, I, I do agree. A hundred percent agree with you, my man. They should have ended it there. Yeah, definitely. But and. Then you could have, like, then gone on to what John Carpenter's original vision for the Halloween series could have been just a series of standalone sort of movies. Like, we had Season of the Witch in 1983, which is a completely underrated classic. It is one of those, it's and the only reason it gets a lot of flack that it does is from, you know, the toxic sort of, oh, it doesn't have Michael Myers. <laughs> so what? Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying there, Jay, and I think that comes from the people that don't understand the series and don't understand that his original vision was to have a whole bunch of different, um, you know, series, like you were saying, like they're going to be different stories. Yeah. So I actually, I really rated Halloween 3. I watched it with you for the first time only a few years ago, man, because I'd heard so much bad stuff about it all these years, but I actually really loved it and really loved the concept of it as well. So I'll tell you what, on a, a sort of a related note there, Jay, the NECA Halloween figures for that Halloween 3, man, you can pick up some really cool stuff from NECA for this. And I'm going to get myself, I'm going to do this, man, because I, I was in pop culture, which I sent you down to at Fitzy's wedding. They've got some really, really cool NECA, Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees. I don't know if you saw them. They're in this package box. It'd be a great thing for what's in the box, I think, man. You know what? I think you'd be uh, absolutely right for that. And I should actually bring that back as well, the old um, what's in the box. But that, and that's the thing about pop culture as well. <laughs> Again, we're getting majorly off topic, but oh, not really, because we're still talking Halloween. And that is especially like with the NECA figures, the amount of detail and everything that is in those is insane. Dude, I could just give my whole bank balance to NECA. If I was not a married man, if I was a single dude, I would just be like cashing out. And I tell you what, I want to hear before you before you let me go on this show, Jay. I want to hear you sing the What's in the Box intro. Please, man. <laughs> Please sing What's in the Box and and promise me that you'll get two Michael Myers neck as the 2018 version because there's a Laurie Strode one as well, which is really cool. Like, you, you, Did you see them there? I did, but I was just going through the aisles very, very quickly because there were certain things I was looking for. Why and, were you going so quickly, Jay? Were you worried you were going to get 
you spend so much money or was April like, don't you do that, Jason? We no, it, it was actually, well, April bought a bunch of stuff when she was there as well. But it is, it would just be so easy, as you said, to just empty your bank, bank balance because the amount of cool stuff that is in that place. Oh, it's but, unbelievable. Uh, yeah. I, tried, I didn't even look at the pops. Oh, well, I did, but I'm like, I'm not going to buy any. I need to get those Halloween ones, Jay. That is on the to-do list, my friend. It is very much so on the to-do list. And just for you, we're gonna, obviously we're wrapping this up, but just for you, I don't have the cowbell, so you'll have to stick with the click track. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Hell yeah, bring it back, baby! What's in the box, <laughs> Chase? I want to uh, thank it, you, man, so much for inviting me onto The Vault. I want to say I give Halloween H20, H2O, 5 out of 5, 10 out of 10. I love the movie. Even though there's a couple of faults, I don't care. It's still my favorite horror movie of all time i don't care what anybody says dig what you dig as jay always says don't take another fool's madness that's it that's exactly it like, like you bud i give this a solid 10 this is absolutely one i could go back to any time and just watch with absolutely no problems whatsoever just sit back relax it's a good time which is what all movies should be like it does get, as I said, frustrating when you get these elitists that sort of like delve deep into the storyline and the lore and it's like, oh no, it's this, it should be that, or it's you know, some other thing. It's like, dude, just let me enjoy what I want to enjoy. And that's it. I don't care. At the like amount the, the yeah, but, the, chaser, but Exactly, but like the amount of flack that I see from like someone says like, oh, I really like, you know, the Rob Zombie remakes oh my god the amount of no you're wrong blah 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 a leader sort of toxicity comes out and it's just it's it's awful like it's an opinion someone likes something different to you so what get over it oh that, that you can do a whole another vault on these sort of people jay but yes man thank you once again i do appreciate it halloween h20 it's been an honor chatting with you jace about this movie and I would love to do it again. Dude, it's been great having you on the vault, and uh, you can guarantee I'll have you back. Hell yeah, thank you, bro. No worries. Thanks, dude. This has been a presentation of GLH Productions.